stay there. You know what? I believe that every single person on this planet can make a difference. And I believe that we all have something to offer, something that's so unique that it will change somebody else's life. I believe we all deserve to step into our true selves. And I believe that every single person needs to feel great about themselves. I want you to step into who you truly are and I want you to make a difference for somebody else and for yourself. And I don't think it's that hard. It's a matter of putting one step in front of the other and just taking action. And I'm interviewing guests that have done just that. I'm Karen Vaughan. This is the Get Off The Bench podcast. And here is where you can make that decision to make your life count. It all starts with you saying yes. Hey guys, and welcome back to another week of the Get Off The Bench podcast. Now, I hope you are ready for an an injection of energy and joy because I have got this amazing little powerhouse that I'm chatting with today. Ariana Fox is a 16-year-old author, speaker, actress, voiceover, model, girlpreneur, the junior marketing director of a family business. Splash Design Works. She is also bilingual in in many, she's got many languages going on. She's written three books. One of them is a bestseller. And not only is she amazing, all all of her achievements, but deep down, this this soul that sits within this 16-year-old is absolutely incredible you're she's just out to make a better world and oh this conversation was so so energetic I'm going to give you that warning very energetic and very inspiring so I really hope you enjoy it so let's get on with it welcome Ariana hello I'm so excited to be on here (laughs) well I'm excited to chat with you you are amazing so where where are you what's what time you're in the you're in the east coast of uh, us at five o'clock at night i believe so how has your day been today oh the day has been great we've been doing um a lot of stuff on set today actually um for a, a really cool um curriculum that is called boost kids and uh, my daddy is doing a lot of the um a lot of filming for like little inserts and um, scenarios now boost kids is something that is, is going to be extremely exciting um it's going to be um, a curriculum that helps kids with extremely important stuff that they should be learning in school like you know how to have you know hold a conversation to smile to greet people you know polite to be polite and um just all kinds of things really um, and uh, and grit and gratitude and goals, so many things. Um, and so today is one of the the three days that we've been um, on set doing inserts, ex- kind of like examples of these and how to use them, how not to. And um, and so yeah, today we were, we were actually doing it um, here, filming here in our house. And uh, and uh, yeah, we're doing that all day. So pretty pretty eventful. I love that so much. I reckon that's all the stuff we don't learn at school and that's all the stuff that we should learn at school. And Exactly. I, oh, man, we've got so many kids that can't function properly because they just don't know how to, they don't know how to, how to work with people. You know, it's, yeah, I think that we have to learn. This is, this is, this is my little pet peeve. We have to learn maths. We have to learn English. We have to learn a few other things. But oh, for God's sake, teach people how to get get on with each other. You know, teach. Yes. Wow. Well, I think that's fantastic. So, so you've had already had a hard day. You've already been chat, chat, chatting all day. So now I'm going to make you chat, chat, chat some more. So, <laughs> so on top of you, what you're doing now, you know, this you're filming filming snippets for Boost Kids. I can't wait to see that. That sounds absolutely fantastic you're also an author mind you a best-selling author you're a speaker an actress a voiceover a model a girlpreneur you have your own business teaching other kids to start projects unbelievable you're the junior marketing director of your family business called splash design works ariana how old are you i'm 16 unbelievable that is amazing that is absolutely amazing. Like I know people who are my age, late fifties, who haven't done half of that, but haven't even haven't even had the inclination to do half of that. By the way, any if you get to my <laughs> age, you haven't got the energy to do all that. I couldn't tell you, but yeah, 
How did you? Well, you know, that's not necessarily, I gotta say, my my daddy is right around that age and he's just been getting into filmmaking and directing. So, you know, you, you, and and there are so many people I have heard about. One of the things that's really cool actually is um, I I love learning languages. So uh, I'm, I'm fluent bilingual, certified bilingual in English and Spanish. And then I'm learning um, Scottish Gaelic and French and uh, ASL right now. And, um, and so uh, but I, I I learned that there there was this one guy he he started learning uh, languages right around eighty four or so and he he still got it in his brain you know it's just it's never too early or too late. <laughs> no, I agree with you hundred percent. I agree with you. and never to. I love. I I met a guy. No, I didn't meet a guy. That's a that's a big fat lie. I read about a guy who was who started writing a book. <laughs> At 80, he, he always wanted to be an author. And at 80, he started writing a book. So and I really believe that. Like I hear a lot of people say, because I do get off the bench, I help people start projects. And a lot of people say, I'm too old. I'm just too old. And I'm like, no, you're not. But on the other end of that is I'm just too young, do you, you know, and, and yes. or my kid wants to do something and they're just a kid, you know, and 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 I wrote the book Magnificent Kids. I, I'm not sure if you, you know that. And Did you know that? I don't. I haven't heard of Magnificent Kids before. Oh, well, where have you been, Ariana? So (laughs) so I wrote the book. That was in 2014. And that was about 23 kids around the world um, who were were doing world-changing projects, like amazing projects, you know, uh, creating pancreatic test strips and having their, um, having their, uh, their own TV show and confronting the Vietnamese government and all sorts of things was absolutely bloody amazing. Wow. Yeah, and so I've got this big thing that I reckon young people are the are the solution to the world. And you're about to hold up a book and let don't you spoil it for me. And I found you <laughs> through. Christy Maggio, who wrote the book just now, just now. Yes, that's why I wrote out of frame. <laughs> Game, a uh, young. Let's start the book in today. Yeah, oh, did you? Yeah, the book is called Young Change yeah. Makers, and that's how I found Ariana. And so, if you're looking at the video, you'll see the the book Young Change. I think there's twelve of you in that book. Is there twelve change makers or sixteen? I I think it's twelve. Let's 12. see, one, two, three, four, five. Yep, 12. 12, yeah. And so this book, this book by Christy is um the same along the same lines as Magnificent Kids, just try, just trying to show the world that young people um can do incredible things if we give the opportunity. Show us your page. Come on. I thought you were flicking through to show us your page. Oh. I was <laughs> I was trying to find it. Oh, it's here, it's up at the top, I think. Uh Oh, consistent, inspire is mine. Let's see. And yes, it's amazing. It's amazing to see what people are are you know how many people are achieving things out of. I age. love it. This is the inspire. It's supposed to actually be much more colorful, but it turned out everything here turned out black and white for some reason. There's this, and then my 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 article is here. Um, oh. Starting here fantastic well i'm gonna i'm gonna send you a a copy of magnificent kids as well so you've got that as well but i I absolutely love that you're so young and that you're changing the world and and it is changing the world because you one you're doing great things but two you're teaching other kids that they can make a bloody difference and they're not too young and i absolutely love that and I can't wait to get my hands on a copy of the young change makers as well because and and I can't wait to interview Christy I've got got I mean I'm chatting with her in a couple of days so I cannot cannot wait for that awesome. so, I know how did, you, how did you get all this experience just in in a couple in a few years like like did you just wake up one day and go you know what I think I'm going to be a girlpreneur I think I'll do that but what, <laughs> what happened well it everything kind of started at different ages and because of different things and different factors. And when I was younger, um, you know, uh, kind of, or this is actually a story that I, I told just a few days ago for an inspirational speech um, because I, I uh, spoke at a rotary club for kids like oh, about a week or two ago. Um, but one of the things I mentioned is that basically when I was um, probably about four or so years old, um, I remember I told my parents this one time, I just, I felt like saying it. I was like, I want to be an author when I grow up. And, you know, in my little voice, you know, I want to be an author when I grow up. <laughs> and, you know, and I just, 
I I told my parents that and instead of saying, you know, instead of being supportive, instead of just going like, okay, that's nice, you know, we'll we'll figure that out in a couple of years. No, they were like, why why would you grow up? Why wait? Why not start right now? And I mean, at four years old, my mind was just completely blown. Um, and so, you know, and so I, I thought, okay, this is so incredible you know, that I can actually start this now. So that just kind of propelled me to do all kinds of things. It helped me to um, to start getting into acting, voiceover acting. When when my daddy was getting into it, I was like, oh, this is so cool. I want to do this too, um, you know, and then, and then writing as well. Um, and I published my first book around 10, um, which is The Princess Chronicles. And then I published False Awakening, which is my um, sci-fi best-selling book, Amazon best-selling book about 12, and then Saber Black, like about a year or two later at like 13 or 14. So, you know, um, just all the different stuff that I do is is inspired by different stuff, but really all revolving around the thing that actually my one word is about uh, right here. And that is uh, inspire. And, and that's like my ultimate goal, really, um, in general, is just to inspire other people. So when I'm doing all these things, I'm also doing it to do exactly what you said and to to, to tell people to show people that they're never too young to achieve their dreams and do what they want to do right now. <laughs> I absolutely love I could just let you take over the whole interview because you know I was I was <laughs> going to ask you what are your parents like but you know you you've really nailed that like it, it they're just saying to you you're not too young just start now go for it you know you you can you can do and be whatever you like and you know, and you're right. A lot of parents do say, oh, that's nice. That's nice. But wow, they shouldn't, you know, it should be like, okay, let's go. Let's go. Let's get this thing rocking. Right. Exactly. Wow. Oh God, I, I love it. What about the kids at school? What do they think about all your achievements? Well, uh, I'm actually homeschooled and ah. um, I'm sure that that helped. Yeah, I'm sure that helped a lot. That does help a lot. It's yeah. amazing. Um, it's it's so it's so wonderful, and it's actually wonderful to be flexible as well for any speaking events or acting gigs or things that I need to do. Um, but um, to to rephrase that question to be, I guess, what peers would think about me. I think that a lot of times, um, I mean, most of them seem to be uh, thankfully and gratefully pretty inspired, and you know, they seem to want to get their stuff done. I have encountered one or two people that that didn't like what I was doing, probably for the main purpose that they were jealous because they're not doing anything but that's really because they didn't put in the work yeah. <laughs> you know they didn't actually put in the work to do anything they're just like oh man why am I not achieving stuff at a young age and it's like well um <laughs> there's more to it you gotta stick with it you gotta be determined you know um but yeah I think that a lot of the people that I know that are around my age um are you know uh, very supportive as well which is awesome and they're also people that that are sh you know moving and shaking as you would say and doing great stuff and it's important to hang around people that do what you want to do and important to have the influence of people that are you know um as like-minded and determined i mean of course it's great to have different people who think differently than you and you know want to achieve different stuff but at least to all have that I want to do this you know I want to achieve and I don't want to just procrastinate and wait you know it's good to hang around the people that will inspire you back and motivate you and you don't feel like it and vice versa so. absolutely and also the fact that we have a negative bias in our head you know we have this negative narrative we all have it yes. you know the one that says <clears throat> i'm not good enough you know oh what if what if i fail blah 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 and we all have this voice that goes on and i think that if we exactly what you're saying if we surround ourselves by people that are constantly showing us differently you know, they're showing us that that's not true. You can do it. You know, you are good enough and everything else. It shuts that voice down a little bit. You know, it just keeps it quiet. But the opposite, if we hang around with people that are constantly criticizing and saying, ah, you know, yeah, but that'll never happen. They're echoing that voice. Yeah, it feeds it, you know, and then you start going, it's true. Mm -hmm. I can't do anything. I love the fact that you're homeschooled. I've got to tell you that. I I love homeschooling and um I've always had this little dream. I'm never going to do it. And, and I'm never going to do it. Not because it's just, it'll never get, I'll never find the time and I'll never, I'm doing so many other things. But this little dream to have um, a homeschooling pod and, and you know, have, have a, like they get together once a week and they all go out and do amazing things and, you know, like, like they do so they still work in a team but they still do volunteering and they still do education you know but anyway I'll never I'll never get there but 
it's a good thing and I hope someone else picks it up. I hope someone's listening and says, oh, I might run with Never that. say never. You never know what will happen. <laughs> you never know, actually. You never know. And I, that's true. Everything in my life has been, it's been a zigzag and I, I don't know what's coming next. And um, I just can't, I just can't imagine I've got enough years <laughs> left in me to do, <laughs> to do everything I want to do. But anyway, let's, you know, never, you never know. Now you were saying before about your peers, you know, and you, you hang around with people that are, um, you know, wanting to do things and trying to do things. And now you've got um, your 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 business or, you know, you're a girlpreneur, which I just think is bloody fantastic. Big Ideas Kid Coaching. So tell us more about that. Yeah, absolutely. So that stemmed from the desire to inspire. That rhymed. Wow, I'm a poet and I didn't know it. Um, <laughs> but the desire to inspire, you know, and and that really stemmed from that goal that I had to be able to just reach as many people. Teens and youth are some of the people these days that need the most amount of inspiration, that need the most amount of that 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 um contrasting the voice in their head because it's so loud in during the teenage years you know that voice that's saying you can't do it and there are so many teens that have these horrible role models of celebrities and people that they look up to that are super famous but they're not really good people to look up to and so what i want to do you know is um through big ideas kid coaching that's inspiring people on a professional level that's basically uh, my speaking um you know my the books that i'm selling and then particularly um coaching as well for for coaching kids um you know and, and helping them because i feel like kids follow other kids you know they they see other people that are their age doing stuff and it inspires them and and that's what I want to do because there are so many young people these days that are posing themselves as role models and they're not so yeah that's that's a big part of my goal there but big ideas kid coaching um I've always been an entrepreneur um my parents you know always just been entrepreneurial minded and my parents um were are also entrepreneurs and uh my daddy who's an awesome graphic de- graphic designer um he was working at a like a magazine news newspaper um publication and they ended up hi- like firing the entire um graphics department because wow. a new a new thing was coming over and taking o- taking over and so you know out of work like what do i do what do we do let's just you know take a leap of faith and do it and so my parents started a graphic design business and um and called it splash design works and it's still going today and i I'm their junior marketing director. So ever since around six and a half years old, I would be going with them to to uh, chamber mixers and events and uh, giving people our business card and saying, you know, hey, we're Splash Design Works and we do blah, blah, blah. And, you know, and so it was, um, I've always been, you know, doing that. So, yeah. I love that. I love that so much. And I love that they took. A, <laughs> I love that they took a leap of faith too. You know that that's um something a lot of people just don't do, which I understand. Which I understand because if you you're paying off a mortgage, you know, and you've got got responsibilities, it, it's a bit tough to just go and leap. But if you've lost your job yeah. and there's nothing else there, just go, just go for it. And you know, it's yes. a great great time now to um start a business or anything like that because there's so many jobs going. There's so many jobs available at the moment. You know, it's so if you so what I'm saying is if if it doesn't work, there's always a job. There's, there's always a job to come back to and recalibrate, get yourself set up again, and ha- have another crack at yes. it. Now, before you said um, you your three books. So so the Princess Chronicles, False Awakening, and Saber Black. Now, um, I I know you said you were ten and twelve and just now, and and um, a lot of people won't write one book in their whole life. You've written three, but not only have you written three, they're all been bestsellers. Every single one of them. No, nope. just oh. wanted to mention False Awakening is a bestseller. Only <laughs> one, but only one. But oh, all right. So I thought you were a triple best-selling author, but you must be a triple author with a best-selling. Anyway, so three books. So yeah. is it, like, tell us about. You're obviously an avid reader. You obviously read, 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 read. Yeah. And, <laughs> yes, but here's the funny thing. I I wasn't always. No, so only and, since um, you've been writing. So let me explain. When I was younger, I loved writing with an absolute passion but I didn't like reading 
And I, for, for literally years, I would write all kinds of stuff. I'd write stories, I'd write fan fiction based off of games I loved, but I just didn't like reading. I didn't, I, I mean, I did, I read, you know, for school, but I was like, this isn't really the coolest thing there is. I'm not really a fan of it. And it's so funny because I thought forever that I just, I was one of those weird people who liked writing, but didn't like reading. And then finally, um, about 13 or so this one time we went to Barnes and Noble and um and there was a um there was a copy of the uh return of Sherlock Holmes by Sir Arthur Conan Doyle the way original you know classic Sherlock Holmes books and um I remember thinking oh yeah I like the movies you know the adaptations and stuff maybe this would be kind of cool I know it's kind of old but oh well and I picked it up and I started reading from the first sentence which was um the empty house and it was it basically was like it was the year of 1883 in which the um, the Honorable Ronald Adair faced his death, whatever, that sort of thing, you know? And I was like, I'm glued. This, this hooked me. <laughs> I, I was so obsessed. And I was, this is amazing, you know? And um, shortly after, I read all kinds of other things. I read Jules Verne, Around the World in 80 Days, and uh, 20,000 Leagues Under the Sea, uh, C.S. Lewis, Chronicles of Narnia, you know, um, Tolkien and Lord of the Rings. Um, and then Sherlock Holmes, I read, I actually finished that book, which I ended up realizing was like, the seventh in a series of nine books and went all the way back to the beginning and read the whole thing and uh and then and then I actually started reading it in Spanish as well um but that was really fun and then I started just reading all kinds of other classics and uh, Great Expectations is now one of my favorites by Charles Dickens and then The Count of Monte Cristo is one of my new favorites by Alexandre Dumas and I realized okay the reason why I didn't like reading was because I didn't I hadn't yet found the kinds of books I liked. Uh, there were classics and, you know, old the old fashioned stuff. So, yes, I do like to read, but I always like to tell people that it, it wasn't that's not what uh, um, started my, my love for writing. It was really more like I started writing and then I was like, wait, there are there, there are more books out there to read than that, which I've already read. So. Yeah. Oh, I love it. So to so say your first book at 10, The Princess Chronicles, what what what's that about and what inspired that? Well, I remember when I was younger that um one of the things that was really really important to me was that kids I, I always noticed kids when they weren't polite and it's almost like the booze kids thing you know it, it, I noticed I'm just like okay and, and my parents raised me and trained me to you know be polite and I, I of course now see the amazing beauty and value of that yeah. and, and and I did as well back then and when I was around you know six six and a half I remember thinking to myself oh my goodness like I need to write a book that is fun and for kids that also teaches them those important qualities like kindness and friendship and trust and teamwork and forgiveness and honesty and all those things. And so um, I remember, you know, I, I wrote the Princess Chronicles because I wanted to do that and, and install, you know, instill those those qualities in kids, yet also providing something very fun and entertaining. So it's about these princesses who aren't perfect, you know, because princesses are always seen as like, oh, they're perfect. And so I wanted to give them kind of like these princesses that are more down to earth and relatable. Um, yeah. In fact, the very subtitle of the Princess Chronicles is called Not Your Average Princesses. Yeah. And, you know, they're, they're learning stuff just like you, just like we are, you know. So that's that's what inspired that first one. Oh, I love it. I lo See, I love everything. I'm like, I love it. I love it. I, I'm so <laughs> excited. About it. And, and I, I, you know, you, you, as you're talking there, <clears throat> you know, when I was six, I realised that, you know, you needed good manners and you needed to be polite. And, and then I thought, oh, I need to write a book now. Correct me if I'm wrong, but you, you're a, <laughs> most six-year-olds aren't thinking, mm, I need to write a book to help others to be um, have better manners and be <laughs> kind and be polite. Do you think you're an old soul? Do you think? <laughs> I am 100% an old soul. <laughs> My parents tell that to people all the time, and and absolutely. Um, I, the music I listen to is music that came from you know, probably the 1800s and and such I listen to books written I mean I, I uh, read books written in the 1800s um I around six and, and it was actually right around the age as well that my parents always love to tell people about because um I, I was I was very good at spelling so I was able to spell like all kinds of crazy stuff and my, my parents kept trying to find higher and higher and higher spelling um uh, you know, lists and vocabulary. And, um, and even I think it was around that age when um, they had me watch this movie. I don't know if you've heard of it. It's called Aquila and the Bee. Yeah. And, um, 
Yep. And my parents like to tell people that I'm like a, <laughs> like a white Aquila, um, you know, that, that basically that I, um, this one time I was in the car and my daddy was like looking back and he's like, spell prestidigitation <laughs> and you know just kind of rattle, rattling it off and you know and so yeah my parents always like to tell that story but yes no I definitely believe that that's that's very probable <laughs> I think it is too. they say that they say that if you're um really attached to a period of history you in, in a fond way that you probably existed in that time if you believe in reincarnation yes I do is there yeah, any, yeah I've heard that is there any period of time in the history that you really love that you think oh I can yes. just see myself there yes 100 percent yeah I, I laugh because I, I talk about this literally all the time to people it's so funny uh 100 I I um I'm I'm in love with the 1800s um the 19th century that is and um and all, all things related to it um I there is something about that century that especially in Europe in London you know it's the Victorian era I mean the early 1800s were were the Georgian eras and, and several other eras and then and then around I believe 1840 or 31 something like that is when the Victorian era started uh, when Queen Victoria started ruling and up until 1901 and that that Victorian era is just amazing to me. I find it so interesting. Um, I feel like, yes, I, I was 100% born in the wrong time. I should have been born in the <laughs> 1800s. Um, but, you know, I think that it just, the the literature was in, incredible. Um, the, the ideas people had, uh, they were so original. They weren't carbon copies like a lot of them are today. Now, I will admit there are some pretty great ideas of movies and books these days, but a lot of them are carbon copies of old things that were original at the time. Yeah. And so, but in the 1800s I mean there were so many great fun amazing ideas and some wonderful talented authors like Charles Dickens and Jules Verne and Sir Arthur Conan Doyle and um you know and it's funny Sir Arthur Conan Doyle didn't even like his own work or, or he liked his work but he didn't like Sherlock Holmes he hated writing Sherlock Holmes uh because people wanted more and more and more and he's just like oh my word um wow but yeah so I love the yeah yeah it's pretty pretty interesting but I love that era but I love several decades before or after as well and so I love the early uh, 1800s that's kind of where the book that I'm reading right now is set so I yes absolutely well, <laughs> I don't think I don't, I don't think you were born in the wrong time I think you actually had a life back there and it was a bloody good <laughs> one that's what I think <laughs> <laughs> wow so tell, <laughs> so tell us about the false awakening because that's um a sci-fi book like how do you shift from the 1800s into sci-fi and you know just embrace that completely what what where'd that come from yeah well so actually false awakening and saber black were made actually shortly before i got into uh the victorian era really so mostly what i wrote was stuff that i just was kind of into at the time but i still do love sci-fi i'm still an avid lover of it and less in books unless it's classic but i really love uh sci-fi movies and we're huge star wars fans over here um and uh, fans of all kinds of sci-fi things so we, we we love it and um one of the things about false awakening one of the things that inspired me actually was uh, the subject of lucid dreaming i was doing a lot of research on it because i thought it was so fascinating and um i'm, I'm just one of those people i get really obsessive about a certain little thing yeah. i'm like oh i gotta do research just hours and hours of research you know and, and i just just because I, I i love it and um and not particularly because that's like my favorite thing in the world but just because i'm suddenly obsessed with it and so lucid dreaming was one of the, those things that i thought it was so fascinating how you can actually like make your own dreams you can you know get into this mode to where you can actually start to um shift things and, and make it the way you want it to be and so um in that in on the site that where i was learning about lucid dreaming they also were talking about what's called a false awakening and and what a false awakening is is a real scientific term um it basically means that you are you think you're waking up you think you're waking up doing your normal morning routine but it's actually a dream so yeah. it's it's like you're waking up, but it's actually you dreaming about waking up. And so that's what a false awakening is. And I told my parents about it. They're like, you should make a book about this. And I was like, that's a wonderful idea. <laughs> and um, so that, right after that, the characters kind of just started popping in my head. I got the idea for the main character, Chris Coleman. I got the main idea for Taryn Johnson, the other main character. And um, and then I just got to work on writing that. And um, that was just kind of, we agreed that that's, that's going to be the next book. So it was kind of inspired by um, like The Matrix and Inception, you know, both of those kind of coming together and 
And yeah, so that's what inspired that mostly. Wow. And I've had that false awakening many times. And I've actually said to my partner, I felt like I was awake. Like I honestly thought I was up, yes. you know, making coffee and, you know, getting ready for the day. But it seemed really weird. Everybody around me was being really weird. And was so clearly. <laughs> and and I, I didn't know that you could actually change your dreams like that's you you've got me I'm the same as you I dig into topics I get like wow I can't yes. get enough of this I need to find out more and more and more and it's, it completely distracts me from my work but I can't I can't stop <laughs> and then I tell my partner oh, did you know and all I get is yeah I don't really care and I'm like but I care <laughs> No, it's so funny. Oh my I just get a look like, oh, geez. Okay, now another hole. Now tell us about um Black Saber. What's that one about? Definitely. And also there is um there is something else I wrote after Saber Black that I would love to talk about oh, because Black, it wasn't Saber mentioned, Black. But, Sorry, I, wrote... I said it wrong. Saber Black. Oh, it, Sorry. oh, it's all good. It's all good. <laughs> I've gotten worse. You're good. <laughs> um, but it's um uh, but anyway, yeah. So Saber Black, um, well. I have always, uh, speaking of obsessions, one of the things I've always loved um, have been winged, the idea of winged people. You know, the idea of people just going around normally and having wings like, whoa, that's so cool. You know, if if I ever had uh, one of those, you know, wishes that could be granted that is impossible in real life, it would be to fly, you know, and to have wings. And, um, and so I've always loved that idea. And um, it's really funny because I was inspired by really two things. And that was the idea of winged people and getting a new... Uh, writing app so it's really funny because i like to a lot of pe a lot of people they're like either diehard fans of microsoft word or diehard fans of google docs and there is no in between yeah. and i am one of those very few people who actually likes all of them and i like to do different stories on different ones yeah. and so i have tons of google docs ones i have tons of microsoft word ones and i and if i were to switch one to the other it would be really painful to my to me because i'm like no this belongs on this one so because i had gotten a a new um writing app it was uh, text edit and I was like, oh, I want to write something on this. And so I started writing Saber Black. Originally, it was going to be called Sable Black because Sable meant like a black or dark. But then I thought, ooh, Saber, like the sword. That would be cool. And so I did Saber instead, and it sounds better anyway. But I started writing about these different characters that had wings. And then they were originally, it was the plot was so different. It was talking about like coming to earth and all kinds of really weird stuff. And that's not what it's about now. Um, but that kind of helped shape what it, what it is now. And what it is, is a um, sort of a story about these two characters. I'm sorry about this character who is um, born of the same race as the bad guys, but fights for the good guys. And so it's like, is she good? Is she bad? Is she both? That sort of thing. Wow. And so, and and I believe that this book is is so needed for a lot of teenagers. This is like a more teen, young adult uh, fantasy coming of age story. And it's, it's so needed because we often wonder that, what should I be fighting for? You know, what should I be fighting for inside? And so I think that Saber's Saber's journey is one that I think can be relatable to so many of us, as, especially so many teenagers. Wow, you know you're a, you're a brilliant person. Oh, you are brilliant. Your brain is wow. Now, did you say there's another <laughs> book? Did you say that there's there's another book coming? Not, not another book, but I did. I uh, it's a it's, it's a short story, and um, it's actually one that is I, I I'm mentioning it because it actually is published, and um, and so it's a short story of about ten thousand words that got published in an anthology, and um, I'm really, really excited about it because it's actually a Sherlockian pastiche. So you know how I told you about Sherlock Holmes? Yeah. Well, um, not kind of like a little while after I started really getting into it, I realized, oh my goodness, there are people like myself that are also into Sherlock Holmes. A lot of them are being um older uh, people and and adults I, there are no other teenagers but um you know it was really really uh, interesting to be able to to be a part of these uh, communities and societies they're called Sherlockian societies um that are with that are people that love uh the Holmes books and, and all things old-fashioned and so um then I started really getting into that and then I realized that there were people who wrote pastiches and pastiches are simply when you write a, a story uh based off of the style of the original author yeah. Yeah. and so there were tons of people who wrote pastiches based on Sherlock Holmes and I thought oh my goodness this is me I gotta do this I gotta do this and so there was this there was this thing hosted by the amazing publishing company MX Publishing that is um an anthology and it's 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 um 
biannually. Um, it, it's two times a year. Uh, publishes in, uh, I believe, like May and December. Those are the times that I think that it publishes. And so um, this one time, um, there was a new competition um, for sending in a pastiche and seeing if it, it would get you know submitted. And I saw it and I remember telling my parents, I was like, huh, yeah, so there, this, there's this going on, you know? And 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 this was after kind of like a, a long week um, in December of, of being on set and doing all kinds of stuff. So it was getting closer to the deadline, which was the 31st of December. And it was already like the 10th. And so I was like, huh, this is pretty cool. And my parents are like, you should do it. And I'm like, you think that I can write that within like 10 or so days and they're like yeah you got this so i was like all right yeah i think i can i believe you and i'm just gonna go for it and so i ended up writing the four door handles <laughs> i ended up writing a short story called the four door handles which was um about sort of about a, a really interesting mystery uh where the there's a oh goodness i've almost forgotten what it's about now but it, it it's about door handles <laughs> And it's um it's very Victorian and very fun. Um, but I I ended up submitting that in with anxious like cross fingers um to the people with the anthology and uh, they actually ended up submit uh, accepting it and not only accepting it but my daddy who is a fantastic artist um they actually I I asked him I said can I commission you to do a Sydney Paget style <laughs> illustration just like how they used to back then mm -hmm. so he actually did it and. He said, I said, I'm going to submit it as well. So both the illustration and the story were accepted. And um, yeah, they're a part of the actually. Wait a minute. It's right behind me. Here it is in wow. the MX book of neutral film stories. Wow. It's a very thick book. Are you very, have you read the whole book? No, I haven't read the whole book. I, I want to still, but I've got so much to read. But oh, one of the things um right here, it says compiled for the restoration of the benefit of the restoration of Undershaw. Um, it's really cool, actually. But this um this is the 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 let's see, part XXXII, that 32nd volume <laughs> of wow. these books. And um, yeah, they're amazing. And they actually um for for many, many years using these volumes, they actually um use the money that uh, is given to them by buying these books to actually help the Undershaw School, which is in, um, I believe, in Edinburgh and in Scotland. And it's in one of the places that um, uh, Sir Arthur Conan Doyle used to go to um, for his school and uh, now is actually a school for uh, children with special needs. So it's super, super oh, cool. Fabulous. They actually raised over $90,000 to restore the school wow. and keep it going. So it's pretty awesome. Wow. Wow. I love that. I love that. Now you just said um, in, in Edinburgh, you do voiceovers and, and acting, right? Now I've, you told me you do Scottish accents. Give us a, give us a burl. All right. So one of my favourite parts about doing a Scottish accent is that I get to really try to interpret that brogue. You know, it's really fun. Um, we actually just went to Edinburgh just about uh, two or so months ago. And uh, we went there and to London. And that, that was our first time going out, out of the country. So that was really, really cool. Um, <laughs> but yeah, anyway, that's part of it. <laughs> God, I love it. And, and what, other, what other accents do you do while you're doing voiceover? Goodness, I can do so many. Actually, just recently I did a, an Irish accent, and this is one that I did for a, a a character in a sort of a like a. I don't even know how to explain it. It was sort of a sort of a um minor related type of thing. But I I love the Irish accent. I really do. And um and then also one of my favourites right now is the is the the British accent, the British, uh English. And there are so many different kinds. Um, one of them is that is, is the kind that I'm doing right now, which is pretty in the middle, so to speak. Um, there there are there's SSB, which is kind of what I'm doing right now, uh Southern Standard British. And then there's there's um. RP, which is received pronunciation. They talk more like this, much more refined. Um, and then, the, of course, the Cockney accent, mate. You know, they're really choppy and they talk a lot like this. And, and uh, you know, it's, it's quite funny, isn't it? <laughs> and then, um, of course, not all of my accents are 
all British or European. I still do a little bit of a Southern, you know, American accent myself. I really love doing it because I've been doing it ever since I was young. I had a few characters I really liked that they were doing a fun Southern accent. So I thought, hey, why not? So, yeah, anyway, there's a bit of a... (laughs) (laughs) I absolutely love it. Have you had to do an Australian accent yet? (laughs) I actually have. I have done it a few times, but I, I, I always kind of veer away from doing accents in front of people if they speak because I'm like I don't want to offend but um yeah I have you want to offend me go go Uh, for it go on go for it all right you got to give me something to say though oh I I don't know well you could say that get off the bench is the most fantastic podcast and you know have some most amazing guests you could say something like that like just off the cuff All right, mate. So get get off the bench is the most fun and amazing podcast you could ever think of in your life. That's <laughs> not bad. That's not bad. I noticed that, notice that Americans uh, tend to put a little bit of British in with our Aussie accent, but <laughs> they do. They do, and it's so funny because there are similarities. But it's like, how do you? distinguish and I always one of the things I really loved one of the tricks I learned actually about an Australian accent is um is how there's there's in American you know American English we would say like rise up like lights like rise up lights um but that's like one of the tricks they say if you want to say razor blades rise up lights (laughs) rise up lights and I was like whoa that actually fits (laughs) like razor blades but in another yeah Rise of flights. <laughs> that, that's actually good. I, I need you to say get g'day, mate. G'day, mate. Yeah, that's pretty good. Most I, I hear a lot of Americans say good day, mate. And I'm like, no, we don't say good day, oh, mate. That's, that's too British. <laughs> I do I do put in a little bit, but but that's because Australian accents are influenced by British accents, but they're not British. <laughs> no, no. <laughs> Definitely not. No, British. they're not. I just love it. I love so many people trying to get the Australian accent right, but they just they can't do it. But I don't even think we've got an accent. I mean, this is the whole point. We don't have an accent, you know. <laughs> that's yeah, that's a good point. <laughs> and you don't have an accent either, you know. That that's how we roll. So with, with your voiceovers and your acting, where, where do you do them? Like, what sort of roles are you playing with that stuff? Well, um, I do. I mean, a lot of different stuff. Um, for voiceovers, I've I've been really, really blessed to be able to do a lot of different, um, uh, really, really big um things. I've done I've done voiceovers for Taco Bell, uh, Amazon, Plato's Closet. Um, let's see what else. Um, uh, St. Jude's Children's Hospital, Marriott Hotel, Sky Zone. Um, I think Old Navy, yeah, Old Navy, um, and just plenty of stuff, really. And um, oh, and for awesome voice uh, voiceovers for for video games, um, I did Live Adventure, um, which is a really cool video game, beautiful graphics, and then also Gord, which is a game made by the same people who made The Witcher, the uh, the Witcher series. Uh, so that was that's really cool. Um, but yes, yeah, so I've done a lot of that. I love, love, love it. I also let's see what are some other highlights because I always oh i love talking about um beyond the bookcase which is a a voiceover i um am the main character for 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 two seasons actually and um it's an audio drama basically and it's uh, like a it's available on all podcast places you can check it out today just go and visit beyond the bookcase it is so cool because it is um basically and i'm half jewish so this is one of the reasons why i really love it um because it is sort of having um fairy tales and characters entering this land of fairy tales but with a little bit of a jewish twist and so it has it talks about different like cultural things and you know um some of the holidays they celebrate and you know um uh different things and shabbat and all the different kinds of stuff and um they always have some you know little hebrew words and things and it's just really really cool um and i, I highly recommend it it is it is the the one of the reasons why i love it so much the wit is it's like hilarious they have such amazing witty humor i just love it um but yeah so there's that for acting um on on the camera which i don't think i prefer as much as behind a microphone but i still do like acting i still really like it um i've been in actually a lot of the stuff that my my daddy uh produces because he uh, unashamed 
plug here. He is an awesome film director and uh, producer. He has um, one movie he already produced and one that he's in the work in the working of right now. And then also a sit- awesome, awesome, fun sitcom. Um, wow. So the movie is called The Box in the Basement. I'm the main character in that. Um, and you got to check it out. It is on Amazon Prime. To be IMDb TV, it's called The Box in the Basement. Super cool. Um, then uh, he the the sitcom is this really 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 awesome fun family friendly sitcom that is um, he's he's the director producer and co creator with Marquis Skinner and um, and I'm actually one of the characters as well. I'm 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 a character called Janet who loves being on Disney. She's like me but a little more annoying. So she's yeah. like. <laughs> I'm Janet. I'm so excited to be here. You know, all that stuff. Um, <laughs> very obnoxious. <laughs> but um, that's that. And then also what he's in the works of right now, whoever's watching or listening, if you know any people who are funders, we are looking for funding for this film. It is going to be amazing and very, very, very impacting. It's called Mia's Bridge and it's bridging the gap. And mm. it's a very, it's a unifying, one of those tearjerker, kind of movies and it's unifying the gap between um you know just communities between um you know uh uh, law enforcement and you know and and there's just there's so much right now so much hate and division and this is one of those films that's trying to unify and so yes absolutely any funders out there check it out reach out to us feel free wow (laughs) but Uh, yeah wow well i hope you get that gee i hope i hope you do because that is so needed that stuff is so needed. Wow. It is. Good. You're, you're inspirational. You've also, um, I, I've just got this list of things written here and I'm just chipping away at it. You're just unbelievable. <laughs> you're a national award winner with the acclaimed uh, National Federation of Press Women and you're a multi-award winner with the Delaware Press Association. Like... <sighs> <laughs> Where do I start? What do these awards mean to you? Like, what what does it mean to you when you get an award? Um, it, it it's pure honor and and a pleasure, and I I am always so humbled, and um, I think it's it's a, always amazing. Um, I I never take them for granted. Um, yeah. I I try not to, you know. Um, I I always appreciate it so much, and um, and then with with the one that you mentioned that was Achi, um, I forget. I think Youth on the Rise award. Um, that was extremely cool because I actually got to give like a little speech there for the for the award as well, and uh, and that that made it a really 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 fun fun one for me because I got to go up there, um, you know, in a nice little dress and stuff, and I got to go up there and and try to and and use that as instead of just like I'm gonna. I'm going to thank uh, my dad, my mom, and everybody I know, and blah, blah, blah. You know, instead of that, I, I use that as an opportunity to in, kind of inspire everybody else and, you know, um, little mini inspirational speech because um, that's what I'm always trying to do. And um, and so, yeah, um, they, they definitely mean so much to me. Um, that's not everything, though, and, you know, um, it's not, you know, awards aren't what determines your self-worth. Yeah. Um, you know, it's it's all about what you do and the quality of how you do it. Yeah, I, I 100% agree with that. Where where can you see yourself in 10 years? Oh, boy. Ah! I, have, I, 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 I mean, I just try to see where I see myself tomorrow, man. I, <laughs> um, <laughs> but um, I would say definitely I, I would have hoped to have uh, published plenty more books. Hopefully the ones that I'm working on right now, I, I'm currently, I have kind of like two main works in progress that are are more like they're I don't even know if I want to call them works in progress because they're they're more like series as well than just uh because the the other three that I have are standalones um but but I have I have a lot of ideas and and um the two that I'm working on right now one of them is a a very Sherlock Holmes-esque Victorian mystery Victorian mystery style um and so that's going to be featuring a very eccentric Scottish detective named Angus McLeod and (laughs) I I really think that this would be something that people will just it's just I don't know that I can see something iconic about it I I can see I can see a lot so I hope that I get to live up to my own standards here but um there's that and then also the other thing is um kind of it's a sci-fi intergalactic style thing. It's kind of like what you take if you combine Star Wars and 
and Lord of the Rings and you put them together and you get something. And it's um and so it's it's called The Chronicles of the Sorelli System. And um and one of the books that I'm working on right now is 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 pretty fun. It's about a messenger who uh, is kind of put out of work because of the new uh, the new invention of of telecommunication and so now he's having to find work as a merchant of secrets which is really really interesting so yeah that's that's i would i would have hoped that in 10 years i would have at least uh, published a few of those books um uh, also would have hoped that I can, um, get better at my, my, um, uh, better at other languages. Um, I'm hoping to try to be fluent in Scottish Gaelic by next year because, um, in November, uh, there is a really, really cool event called a MOD, M-O-D, MOD, and it's, um, it's sort of a, an event where people actually come very, very close to where we, where we live and, uh, I'll do Scottish Gaelic and practice and stuff. And so I really want to be able to do that, um, and hopefully learn more languages. And I think the last thing I would say is being more roles and, oh, oh and, and work on my, 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 uh, on skills more. So, um, for those of you who, who don't know what a on is, um, that is an Irish drum, um, that I play and it's sort of like a, kind of circle circle shape you you press it up and down on the side and you use a tipper and you play it like this wow. and um and I actually was able to play that at an Irish trad session a few weeks ago and that was amazing um so that was really really fun and uh, I want to definitely get better at that so yeah oh my god what oh, about a, what oh, about a one podcast? last thing <laughs> yeah go yeah I was gonna say one last thing is that in 10 years especially I would really like to have been to be able to uh if even if not professionally, just sing sing well. That I mean, it's not high up on my my list. Like I don't plan on being a professional singer, but I really, really, really want to know how to sing well. I've been practicing for about a year or so now already, just um, practicing the songs that I love, singing Scottish Gaelic and plenty of other things. And um, I, I love to you know, just try to get better. And I feel like I have gotten better incredibly, uh, but I just want to continue to do that, especially so that way, if somebody asks me when, when I'm doing an acting role, they're like, hey, Ari, do you sing? I, right now, my answer is like, I want to say yes. And I feel like I can, but at the same time, I know there's more I can learn. So I want to be able to be at that point where I can be like, yes, I can. Uh, <laughs> I can see you playing a role in Oliver or something like that. <laughs> <laughs> with your With your Cockney accent. You know Oliver, don't you? that movie oh yeah that, yeah, that, yeah. That theater yeah theater yeah. yeah yeah so yeah. what about what about a podcast <gasps> and a tv show like like you know i'm just pushing the boundaries here yeah or podcast. yeah absolutely podcast um well it's easy i actually yeah podcasts you know it's funny they seem easy they're actually not there's there's a lot of editing required behind the scenes <laughs> i know um i <laughs> Yeah, and and there are so many podcasters out there, you know, especially young ones and ones I would recommend as well of people that I know. Um, you know, I I definitely think that they're great. Uh, I don't really know how many people truly. I mean, I think a lot of people do listen to podcasts, but it it um I didn't have a podcast or a TV show, but I did have for a long time a radio show. Wow. I was the host of a radio show, and um and then after that. Uh, kind of faded out I actually transferred it onto Instagram live so every month I started doing an Instagram live show and it's kind of like a podcast in my opinion yeah. um, and you can go back and still watch some of those episodes and it's super cool so you know in a way yeah yeah I did do that and it was so fun because actually what I was doing was um, I would bring on other young people who were doing fantastic things and trust me there are so many just kind of like your you know your book and the young change makers book and stuff and um, I would you know I'd bring them on and, and let them talk about themselves and what they like to do and what and all of the great things they're doing because I am an avid proponent of like let's stop talking about me and let's talk about you what are all the cool things that you're doing and you know and and knowing more about uh incredible youth so yes. <laughs> well I can see you having your own talk show actually I can see that you yeah, maybe when you're 30 you know went a bit down track but you know oh you're a mate what oh. You know, speaking of stuff to be, to do when I'm uh, older, one of the things that I really, really, really do want to get into one of these days, depending on how things go, is um is actually having an editing business. Um, and so I I I love editing. I love proofreading. Ever since I was uh, a, a wee lass, I've always loved the proofreading things that they put in homeschool you know they have those little uh, in in curriculum sometimes they would have those like you know proofreading exercises that was like my favorite thing <laughs> in all of the whole <laughs> in the entire entire uh, workbook and so um i've i've always loved editing um i you know grammar english 
spelling and everything are just some things that are so dear to my heart. I absolutely love it. And um, and you'll notice I'm always trying to be on my best when it comes to um, spelling and grammar, when I'm texting and talking to you or anything like that and talking to anybody, whether it's whether it is a professional or a teenager. I was just talking earlier today on set with other teenagers and they're like, you use punctuation? <laughs> and I was like, yeah, you don't. <laughs> uh, they were just so amazed and surprised that I actually talk like talk to other people and other teenagers like I'm writing an essay and I do and it's that's how I do it um but uh yeah but anyway I definitely want to um get into editing one of these days as well oh I love that I love I love punctuation uh, <laughs> and not not enough people do it and it's like oh my god or do even do capitals and like where does this sentence end yeah. I actually can't figure out where one thing flows into the other exactly. and I don't understand any what you're writing I don't even understand. anyway what what is your secret sauce like you know that that special ingredient that keeps you positive the thing that gets you up every day like what is that because it's unusual it it is unusual yeah I think I would say to continue to to live a life that well, first to enjoy life. I know that it has its ups and downs, but mm -hmm. it is really important to me. I see so many people, you know, this is one of the things that is, is really, really, really close to my heart that, that I see so, so many people that, that do not appreciate life. And it's totally understandable because a lot of times people have very, very hard lives. And, but a lot of teenagers, they just, they don't have the same regard and understanding of the value of life. Mm -hmm. You know, there was a t TEDx talk I saw a while back that was talking about how the even the very odds of your being born is 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 a rarity is it is a chance that you know it, it's a how do you call it it's um, a miracle already in mm -hmm. in itself you know that you were born i mean yeah. there are so many things that could have happened even so far as the chromosomes and everything there was something that couldn't have matched and then you would never have been born you know yeah. and it's there and then and then it gets further and further into more and more dangerous and risky as they're growing older in the t in the womb and then you know and then being born and to be a healthy living soul i mean oh my goodness like yeah, the absolutely. odds of that are so few yeah. and so i think that life is just so important yeah and um, that's one of the things that I always just try to think about, you know, no matter how hard it is, you know, no matter how up and down it goes, is that life is important and that it's valuable. And um, that's one of the things I try to do. Another thing that keeps me up and, and gets me going is just being able to to live a positive life that inspires other people. Yeah. Um, you know, there's so much negativity these days, especially in teens. And so if I can live a positive and uplifting life, then hopefully it will inspire and motivate other people to do so as well. And it'll just kind of start a chain reaction. And I don't, I don't, I don't. It reminds me of that one story. I don't know if you've ever heard of it. You know, where the there's a boy who's throwing these starfish, starfish yeah. into the <laughs> yep. yes, yep. He's on the beach and he's throwing the starfish, yep. you know, into yep. the into the ocean. And there's an old man that comes up and he's like, you know, why are you throwing these starfish into the ocean? You know, you can't save all of them. There are like thousands of them on the stranded on the beach. And he's like, well, they well they'll die if they stay stranded on here. He's like, but there are so many. And and he's like, well. And he tossed another starfish into the ocean. He's like, well, I just saved that one, you know? And it's like, yeah. even if you can't change the world, you can change at least some souls and, and that's enough already, so. Oh, God, I love I love you. I love your philosophy. I just, oh, I love it. When you talked about, um, you know, life's miracle, I always talk about life being too short. You don't know what's around the corner, you know, just live, live, live. But when you talked about that uh, being a miracle, it, it fascinates me to no end how people are so first of all there's that one in one in millions chance that you're going to be the one that 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 takes you know to the, the egg and actually starts to grow but but I always think how is how can a person be born without a disability or without something not not in the right place because every little cell in your fingernail goes to the right place every cell in your nose and your eyes and your ears and your every little cell goes to the right place while you're being while you're growing and I just think that is that it's fascinating but it is a miracle like it is. how how does this even happen how does our body know how to put all these things in the right place and 
you're right to be to be born and to be healthy and to you know be just be able to stand on your own two feet and just think and do stuff that's a miracle don't waste it just don't waste exactly. it oh I, exactly. I love it I love your thinking you're never too old never too young what advice are you going to give to somebody who wants to follow their dreams and they're saying that age is a barrier what's your advice I would definitely say that, you know, well, look at these people. There are so many people who did achieve things and and who did, you know, start early and, you know, myself included, but there are so many, you know, people that are, that just started early. They didn't let what other people said get to them. You know, that's one of the things I talk about a lot in, in speeches and especially when it comes to teenagers is caring about what other, what other people think. You know, Walt Disney was told that uh, he had no creative ideas in school. And, you know, I, I forget, I think it might've been him or somebody else was told that they should be an elevator repair person instead. And, um, <laughs> you know, and instead of being an animator and it just, you know, it's like, seriously. And then, you know, uh, so many authors, um, I relate to this, but so many authors get rejection after rejection after rejection by publishing companies. And, you know, J.K. Rowling, she got like 12 rejections. I think C.S. Lewis with Chronicles of Narnia, he got tons more. Mm. And it's just that, I mean, it, it's insane how if if they had listened to those people, they wouldn't be yeah. here now doing the things that we know them, know about them and yeah. know that they do. You know, they wouldn't be famous. They wouldn't, you know, at all. And so... I would say that if, if you know, uh, to those who think that age is a barrier, let me first tell you, it's not. Yeah. <laughs> you can start early just like I did. And, you know, and um, and if you think that because other people have told you that it is, then don't listen to those other people because it's not true. They're telling you that because that's what they, that's either A, what they've been told and that's what just they think and they want to pass on to you. Or B, they're jealous of, you know, how you're so, so determined and they, you know, and they aren't. And so they're trying to stop you. Yeah. And, uh, or C, there's some other, probably crazy obscure reason why they're trying to tell you that you're too young but you're not yeah. and so don't don't listen to people is definitely what I would say absolutely you're proof that yeah you're never too young and I'm proof you're never too old because I didn't write my first book until I was 50 so you know it's um I love that yes <laughs> yeah and then I've just gone phew since you know and it's just it's 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 that unlocking isn't it it's that not listening to all the bullshit that yes. goes on in the world Ariana I love you I have absolutely love this conversation I just you know you're just a an amazing human being and it's not just it's not just because you're a high achiever and you've done all this great stuff it's your attitude as well you know you're you're really the deep old soul that's sitting within you that really really deeply cares you know about other people and the whole planet the whole society and the whole of humanity and that that's such a rich a rich thing to bring to the world and I, I just think you're I'm, I'm so blessed to know you I just am so blessed to have this conversation with you you're just amazing just amazing absolutely love what you're doing so thank you for joining us thank you so much Thank you so, so much, Karen. That is so appreciated. And yes, absolutely. I totally know what you mean. And and I actually love, I, I wanted to say this, you know, I love what you're doing. And like, just like you said, you know, you're, you're, you're proof that you're never too old to start. And that's like, that's something I'm equally passionate about, but I talk about less because I haven't gotten there yet. But I'm sure that that's what I'll be talking about when I'm 50 is like, you're never too old to start, you know? <laughs> and I just love that though. I love what you're saying. And, you know, even I, I kept glancing uh to the left of you at your you know at your banner get off the bench and i saw the you know little cute and animated guy it was just like hmm and i love that because there are so many people who are on that bench right now who are just they're just procrastinating they're for whatever reason holding off on achieving their dreams and i love that that's your whole thing is get off the bench and get yeah. out of your comfort zone you know and um and think outside the box and i love that so much so you keep doing what you're doing 100 and i am so blessed to know you as well so <laughs> I love the Mutual Admiration Society. <laughs> yes. <laughs> <laughs> I love it so much. Well, thank you so much for joining us. And, and I, you know, I'm really looking forward to keeping in touch over the years and following, you know, everything that you're doing. And, and um, just anyway, thank you so very much for joining us. Thank you so much. I greatly appreciate it. <laughs> okay. All right. See, chat soon. See ya. See ya. Oh, guys, what a powerhouse. 
Man, I tell you what, she's got more energy than I've ever bloody seen. She, what a, what a little rocket. And I really meant that last bit, you know, that she's just got this, um, this depth of soul that is, it's not just the achieving stuff. There's a depth of soul that's coming through there that is just so, so wants a better world. And I, Oh, I love her for it. You know what I did forget to do? And I always do this when I'm so bloody excited is I forgot to ask her, where can people find you? So I'm going to tell you. She is at arianafox.com, A-R-I-A-N-N-A, so arianafox.com. And, of course, as usual, all those links are going to be in the show notes so you can catch her on LinkedIn, Facebook, Insta, and she's got a YouTube channel as well. So, guys, I really hope that inspired you, and I hope if you've got kids in particular or you know young people, please believe in them. Please give them the opportunity. If they're telling you, uh, you know, even if something comes out of their mouth like, oh, one day I want to, inspire them. Say, grab onto it now and say, why don't we have a look now? Don't let them wait until they're adults because I can tell you the dreams they have as kids will not be there as adults because they they learn that it's it's you know I can't do that I shouldn't do that maybe I should live up to somebody else's expectations no we should not do that to kids we should just try anything we can to um you know help feed their dreams and get them up and running anyway another rabbit burrow of course I always go down them I really hope you enjoyed that I really hope you go follow Ariana and really show us some support and you know, and it doesn't matter if you've got kids in your life, even if you're listening to this and you're in your 40s, 50s, 60s, any age, you're not too young and you're not too old. So if you've got something, please, please, please go do it because life is a miracle and life is short. Okay, guys, that's it. Thank you so much for joining me again this week and I will see you next week. See ya. Thanks for joining me. As always, I hope this episode inspired you. If you know somebody who's taken courageous action to create something that's making a difference for other people, let me know about it. Go to my website, karenvaughan.com, tinker around there, have a bit of a look and send me a message. I can't wait to hear from you. And remember, you're worth it. Your unique talents and gifts need to be out in this world. And I'm so passionate about inspiring you to achieve that. So you've listened to this episode. Just say yes, make the decision and put one foot in front of the other. See you next week.